The idea of giving causes a lot of us to immediately adopt a posture of apprehension. We don't like the thought of losing with no return. And much of that has to do with what we perceive we're giving. When the word giving is brought up, we immediately connect it to money. But that association reduces the power that giving as a biblical concept has. In this message by founding pastor Gary Smith, entitled The Power to Give, he addresses a few different elements of giving that have the potential to shape our world. Enjoy this message from the City of Life Church podcast. Well, I'm Pastor Gary Smith, and I'm the old hound dog that started all this. <laughs> Over the almost 50 years of my life, the last 50, Janice and I have collaborated on so many projects. We've written so many curriculums, books, but about a year ago, we began to collaborate on a subject about the power of God, God's power. And we called it Power to Create Your World. And there's a couple of people that kind of didn't take to the name too well, but we understand the name and what it means. I can't help it if the secularist and humanist have no ideas and they rip their ideas off from the Word of God. It's not going to stop me from using the Word of God because it sounds like things they've ripped off and used. So power to create your world. We looked at about 25 different types of power that God gave to the believer. Because you see, the inheritance of God to his children is his power to live the Christian life. For example, in Luke 10, 19, he said, Behold, I give unto you power over scorpions and all such things and reptilian things and all such things and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So God said, first and foremost, let's take care of your enemies. And in this inheritance of power to live the Christian life, don't worry about your enemies. Don't worry about the enemy taken care of. I've given you the power. Nothing can hurt you. Let's take another one. Deuteronomy 8.18. Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that hath given thee power to get wealth. You remember the stories when you're a little of the cave guy with the, you know, the big club in his hand dragging it behind him? You know, in the little cartoons, you'd see him on TV. And he'd go out and take that little club and hit something over the head and drag it back home for the family. So what God was saying in this passage in Deuteronomy, by the way, he said, remember the Lord thy God 14 times in that chapter. He said, remember. We need to remember how God has moved in the past in our life and remember that. When Jesus wanted to do something very important, he said, remember me when you eat this bread. Remember me when you drink this wine. And we participated in that today. So think about this. God has given you the power to go out every day and earn what is needed to take care of your family, the power to get wealth. You get up every day, you go to work every day, and you, you drag home, you know, at the end of the day what you made, and that takes care of you and your family. So there's power in this inheritance for you to 
uh, defeat your enemies and the enemy of your life. There's power for you to support your family and have a good living. And I want to talk about my favorite one today. And that is the power to give. I have to tell you, this is my favorite one. And I want to rebuke a bunch of you because the first thing you thought of was money when I said that. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. That's not what the principle is even about. Money is a part of giving, but it's the principle of giving that God wants you and I to understand. It is a universal principle. So there is a word in the Bible that is so exclusive, so inclusive, and so pervasive that it applies to every person and every circumstance in life. If believed and acted upon, it'll produce a change and increase in every single situation in your life. And it'll do it with astounding results. It will work for the unbeliever and ultimately bring them to salvation and it will work for the believer and ultimately bring them to a new expression of spiritual reality in their lives. It produces change, an increase for the lonely. Anybody here? Listen to me now. This is about giving. If you're lonely, listen to me. It'll produce change and increase for the lonely. It'll produce a positive result for the rejected, a positive result for the wounded, a positive result for the abused, a positive result for the forsaken, and it'll produce a positive result for the needy. This word opens the hearts of men and opens the windows of heaven at the same time. It opens avenues of communications that are clogged up with misunderstandings and allows them to flow again. It opens up those things that are dull and spiritless and lifeless and refreshes them and renews them. It works at every level and any level, at any age, any time, anywhere. It is a simple four-letter word. When four-letter words have fallen on hard times. However, there are some good four-letter words like the word love. L-O-V-E. Work. Everybody say work. W-O-R-K. And then there is this word that God has given us power with, a universal principle, give. G-I-V-E. Everybody say give. give. See, his four-letter word is really a complete sentence in itself. It's the subject and the remainder of the predicate. It's all understood. When you give, it's a one-word revival. You don't have to say anything else. If you're lonely, if you're hurting, if you're, if you're down, if you're rejected, if you're wounded, if you're bruised, look at the areas of your life and whatever area you have need in and that you're hurting in, God says there's a universal principle. Give in that area. If you're lonely, you spot somebody else that looks lonely. 
and you start speaking to them and encouraging them. If you're rejected, you spot someone else that is dealing with rejection. If you're wounded, you look for someone else that is wounded also. If you're abused, you look to someone else that has been abused. If you've been forsaken, find someone else that has been forsaken. If you're needy, find someone else that is needy and help them and give to them of your love. Give to them of your, your mercy and, and your patience and, and encouragement. Give something to them. God said it's a universal principle. Whatever you need, give it away and it'll come back to you. In Luke 6.38, my favorite scripture, I guess, of the New Testament, the power to give. Give. Everybody say give. And it shall be given unto you. God said, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know what I love about how God gives? Everything is running over with God. Malachi 3, you know, said he'd open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great there won't be enough room to receive it. It'll just run over, run over, run over. Proverbs 9 said, your barn shall be filled with plenty and your vats to overflowing with new wine. John 10, 10 said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I'm come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Eternal life. Life everlasting, everything he does is an overflow of the spirit. He just brings it down and he brings it back. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. You know what I like to say? I always get away from my notes. I wish I weren't that way. <laughs> what I like to say is that 2 Corinthians 4.16 said, Though the outward man perisheth, the inward man is renewed day by day. Well, listen, this outward man is getting all wrinkled up. It's, it's getting all everything. It's dragging, hanging, flopping, flipping. It's doing everything it wants to do. And so I always tell the Lord, I said, Lord, you, you're sloppy. You pour it out. It's overflowing. It gets all over everything. It saturates everything. If you're renewing the inner man day by day, you're letting some of it run over on this old floppy whatever it is. And that life that you're renewing the inner man is getting on me. And I'll, I'll solve a little problem for you here. That's the difference in David's 70 years of living on this earth and Noah's 120. God told David 70 and God told Noah after the flood, a man's number of man's years is 120. There's a 50-year span there. What's that all about? That's the elasticity clause where through our faith we can just start stretching, saying, God, it's slopping over. It's running over. I'm strong. I'm getting better. It's like an age reversal technology. Every time you renew the new man, I'm getting younger. I'm getting better. I'm not going to get to my stuff here. <laughs> there are three components in this verse. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into your bosom. First one is a command. What's the command? Give. What's the promise? And it shall be given unto you. What's the principle? The measure that you deal out will be the measure that you receive again. You want a little love? Give a little love. You'll get a little love back. 
Huh? Try that with your honey sometimes. Give her that, that much. There's a universal principle. You'll get up about that much back. Huh? Yeah. Preach on, Brother Gary. See, there are four additional aspects to this. Number one, the word give is personal. Number two, the word give is practical. Number three, the word give is possibility. It's a possibility word. Number four, it's a profitable word. Let's look at that. Number one, it's a personal word. It's personally inclusive. That means it includes every one of us. Nobody in this room is left out of the universal law of giving. God said, look around you. Find everybody you can that's around you and start giving to them. I've sat in McDonald's this week, and there's three couples that come there every day to eat. And their schedule and my schedule runs about where when I really get to eating is about when they're coming out and they park in Pizza Hut's parking lot. They don't park in McDonald's. So they have to walk in front of my car because I have a certain place I park in every day. That's my place. <laughs> and so I smile at these people and I nod at these people now for years. And they never do anything. They just don't do nothing. They don't even act like I'm a human being. So they came around by my car, guy as usual, turned and looked directly me in the face. I nodded and he just kept walking right on. And they both got in front of my car. They're moving kind of slow now. The years are coming on. And when they got in front of my car, now this is the spirit of God. This is not meanness. I sat down on my horn. Just boop. Now if I were going to be fleshly, I would say I've spoken to those suckers a dozen times and they've never even looked at me. But I'm not going to be fleshly. So I sat down on my horn and I'm telling you, old people can move quick. <laughs> they jerked their heads around so fast and looked me right in the face. I had the biggest smile in the world and I went. <laughs> and you know what happened? I have never seen bigger smiles on anybody's face in my whole life. And the old man with his cane, he was laughing all the way to the car. He was laughing. I needed a little love. So if you need a little love, what do you need to give away? There you go. That's the way it is in life, guys. You're getting it. Man, see, it's personal. It's a personal word. It's totally inclusive, all inclusive, all we are, all we have. All we will ever be, all we will ever possess, God says use it to be a giver. To give everything. Man, I feel better than I've ever felt before. I don't know what it is. Use that. Go out and take your feel better and make everybody in your day feel better because you feel better. Yes. Sow it. Give it away. And let God bring it back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall God pour, feel better into your lap. That's what he wants to do. So it's personally unconditional. No conditions to it. 
give if they smile at you. Well, they hadn't smiled for two years. But I still keep smiling and nodding and everything. You know, the horn is a great invention. <laughs> I only need two things to drive, and that's my horn and my brake. And if you've seen me around town and you've been in front of me at a red light and you didn't go immediately, you've heard one of them. <laughs> Tell the truth and stay in the church, Brother Gary. <laughs> See, there are no contingencies on giving. God says give. There are no loopholes on giving, but you, you just don't realize the situation. There are no loopholes. There are no excluding clauses in this universal law. There are no disqualifying addenda attached to this concept. God just says give. Give. Nobody can reply, I love this. Oh, I have nothing to give. Nobody can reply, I have nothing to give. So the command is to give. It's to everyone regarding everything continuously. We're to be continual givers. And secondly, it's not only a personal word, it's a practical word. Embodied within Jesus' four-letter word of change and increase, give, is a key to the mysteries of the universe. And you say, oh, I don't know if I believe that. Well, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe anything God says. Somebody says, well, I don't believe in healing. Well, don't worry about it. You'll never get healed. Come on, that's a little funnier than that. <laughs> well, I don't believe in prosperity. Well, don't worry about it. You'll never prosper. Well, I don't believe a, a family can just be like, you know, a perfect family. Well, you'll never have a perfect family. You know, I'd rather believe... You know, I posted a little thing last night. I don't know if any of you ever follow me, but I posted a little thing last night. I don't always understand, but I always believe. There are a lot of things I don't understand, but I believe. I'm a believer. I don't have to understand it. All I have to do is believe it because it's the key to the mysteries of the universe. It's a universal law. When applied and adhered to, it releases the riches of the whole universal system that was made to work with this principle and this law just like gravity. Jump off of something tall, gravity will remind you that it's real whether you believe it or not. Fail to be a giver of your love and your energy and your time and your effort and, and, and making room for people in your life. Fail to do that and you'll get a whole truckload of it back. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Will life pour all that junk back into you because it's what you're giving out and therefore it's what you're getting back. It's a universal principle. When this law is broken, when it's disregarded, the whole system of reality locks up around us. Just locks you in. You go through life, <clears throat> stubborn. <clears throat> I don't know anybody anything. 
I don't have to smile. I don't have to be nice. I don't have, I'm going to get that parking place. I know they were sitting there with their blinker on, but he's pulling out this way, and I got the advantage. Go through life that way. See, I got my horn. I get the last word. Maybe not the parking place, but I get the last word. It's going to come back to you. So what does that mean to you? It probably means in eternity I'm going to hear horns blowing all the time because I'm going to get it all back. It's all going to come back to me. So look at nature. Look at the earth itself. There's a life power in the earth that's always giving. It always will give. You plant a tree or you plant a seed in the earth and it bursts into life. It occurs and continues to occur. It's an intrinsic network of, network of unseen cooperative powers that are at work. And so is this universal law. Every time you respond to it positively, all the systems of the world and the universe respond to you positively. You say, that's a new age junk. Oh, that's not a new age junk. They've never had an original idea in their life. They take it right out of the word of God. They're humanists. They're secularists. What are, I mean, when you have no reason, I mean, when something just exploded in the sky and a little blob crawled up on the shore and met another little blob and had a bunch of baby blobs and one of them turned into some kind of an animal and all of a sudden you and I went, boop, and we popped up and that's what you believe in? You don't have anything to say anyway. I don't have enough faith to believe that. I got enough faith to believe in creative design, but I don't have enough faith to believe that. That's too much for me. So you plant that tree and it pulls from the soil. It pulls from the air. Then it gives back its increase by yielding fruit. And then when the fruit has been enjoyed, it yields its seed to go back into the ground to start the process again. God created a universal law in the universe, in the atmosphere, and in the earth, and in the soil, and in everything we touch and everything we do. God made it to give, give, and keep on giving. God the Father called it seed time and harvest in Genesis 8:22. He said, "While the earth remains, does it still remain?" Yeah. All right, we're here, so it must still remain. While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. And listen to what else he said. He said, uh, "There'll be cold and hot. We still have cold and hot." He said, "There'll be summer and winter. Do we still enjoy summer and winter? Yeah. Day and night. Do we still have day and night?" He said, so there's going to be seed time and harvest. As long as you see all these things, there's going to be seed time and harvest. What are you saying? The principle of giving, of you putting seeds in the ground. If you're lonely, touch somebody that's lonely. If you're rejected, touch somebody that's rejected. If you're wounded, touch somebody that's wounded. As long as all of these things are happening, there's going to be seed time and harvest. You're going to be able to give anything away and with whatever measure you give it away, I'm the almighty God and I'm going to cause men and the earth to pour that right back into your bosom. Now that deserves an applause right there. Okay. It's a personal word. It's a practical word. 
And thirdly, it's a possibility word. It's a possibility word. Hear what I'm going to say here because it's very important. It's a possibility word within the reach of every person that is alive. Give is a possibility word. God has never given a command to man, never, that is beyond his capacity to obey. So when God says give, it's within the reach of every human being alive. And when he says I'll make it profitable for you to give or possible for you to give, and the gift of possibility will make impossible things possible for you. So listen to me. John eleven forty three. 43. Lazarus, Jesus said, come forth, come out of that tomb. So you know what Lazarus said? Hey, I can't come out of this tomb. I've been dead four days. I'm dead. No. He came out. Matthew 12, 13. Jesus saw a man with a withered hand. He said, stretch forth that hand, thy hand. What did the man say in the Bible? I can't stretch forth my hand. It's withered. No. The Bible said he stretched it forth. John 5, 5. He told the man that was lame, rise, take up your bed, roll it up and walk. Did the man say, I can't rise and get up because I'm lame and I'm crippled? No, the Bible said he got up, rolled up his bed, took his bed up, and he walked. See, it's a possibility word. That means when you give God's word and you speak his word in your life, it opens a myriad of possibilities. Don't speak your word. You know what we have too much trouble doing or too much trouble with? We call prayer like a Santa Claus time. God, give me this. God, give me that. God, bring me this. God, bring me that. God, open this for me and my family. God, open that for me and my family. And that's all we do. It's just, Lord, my name is Jimmy, gimme, gimme, gimme. And that's what we do. That's not what it is about. See, this possibility word is when you speak God's word. You know what Jesus said in John 6? He said, I say what I hear my father saying. And in John 5, he said, I do what I see my father doing. Then he said this, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't need to have a will in this matter. The father's already speaking. His word's already there. The father's already doing. I don't have, need to have a will in this matter. Not my will, but thy will be done. Then he looked at us and said, you are the partakers of the divine nature of God through the salvific experience. Therefore, you don't need to come up with stuff to say. Just say what the Father's saying. Look at his word and say what the Father says. See, it, when you give of that, it has possibility attached to it. When you give God all your whining and crying and I need this and I need that and you get all of that back. But when you speak the power and the authority of the word and you give it, then possibility becomes a reality because there's power attached to his word. It has the power to perform and move in the universe to bring it about. You know what Psalms 103 and uh, 3 said? Uh, Bless the Lord ye his angels that excel in strength. These angels, they excel in strength. They're mighty. 
They excel in strength and do his commands, what, his word. How? Hearkening unto the voice of his word. That's how they work for him. Every time you speak the word, the angel armies of heaven hasten to perform the word of God and make that word become a possibility for you. And finally and lastly, no applause. You know, I hadn't preached in so long, I hadn't got much voice. Am I doing okay? My voice is kind of feeling pretty thin. So you got a personal word, give is a personal word, give is a practical word, give is a possibility word, and then lastly, give is a profitable word. So we can just go back to our text scripture, give. It shall be given unto you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men pour into your bosom. Notice that the source of God's supply will be men. You know, you're only, you're only one person away from meeting a guy that God can go. He's been speaking it. He's the one. You don't need to know why. I'm not going to tell you why. Help him with it. He's the one. Help him. It's a profitable word. Notice attached to that scripture, given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaking, it'll run over, shall men pour into your bosom. God will use men to do it. Into your lap. See, they used to have big long robes and they'd take the, the hem of the robe and they'd pull it up like this and make like a container out of it and they'd pour different grains and different things in it and they used that to get from place to place and and to carry things. So uh, this is a principle. And can I just say this? It is a six billion man possibility. <laughs> I mean, you can be profitable and God has six billion ways to see to it that it gets to you. And closing, this is my second closing. <laughs> Every person is living proof of the truth of this principle. You're, you're living proof. The measure of your getting right now, oh, Brother Gary. They thought you were funny and they've laughed and they've clapped and now they're, they're going to be not so happy. The measure of your getting right now, right where you are, is in direct proportion to the measure of your giving. The measure of your getting right now is in direct proportion to the measure of your giving. You know what that means? Every area in your life where you have a deficit, you have a problem with giving in that area. If you're lonely, you have a, you've not helped enough lonely people. If you're wounded, maybe you've not helped enough wounded people. If you're rejected, maybe you've not helped enough rejected people. If there's an area in your life where there's a lack, maybe you're not doing anything in that area to bring this law into reality. See, this is an external 
invariable as well as an internal invariable. In other words, it can't lie. It's like gravity. Gravity doesn't take a day off. You know, if gravity took a day off, I'd, even at my size, I'd walk out the front door and float away. <laughs> but it never takes a day. <laughs> never takes a day off, does it? See, a law that is written within nature, just like the law of gravity, you can't break it but it'll break you. So can I just say in this one word revival, it's a one word revival, give, 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 give. Every commodity. Thank you so much for listening to the City of Life Church Podcast. If City of Life has blessed you in any way, please consider giving by heading to col.tv and clicking on the Give tab. Have a great week.